This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. Lost and found in Bora Bora. One cannot appreciate the great expanse of the South Pacific until experiencing it. French Polynesia is only one region in the vast blue water desert of the Pacific. The reason I call it a desert is that its islands are best described as oasises. Ever since that I performed in the musical South Pacific when in high school, I always wanted to go there. It took a while, but I crossed another one off my bucket list. There are 118 islands in French Polynesia spread out over a geographic region the size of western United States. 67 of them are inhabited. The land mass of these islands all taken together equals that of Rhode Island. There are essentially two types of islands in Polynesia, atolls made from coral reefs that may be 50 feet above sea level, and volcanic islands that may rise above 2,000 feet above sea level. These are also often encircled by barrier reefs. Neither have much of any flat land suitable for agriculture and able to sustain any significant population without food sourced from the larger world. We visited six of the islands via cruise ship. You can cruise for over 500 nautical miles between islands and not see another ship or airplane during the entire journey, just blue water to the horizon in all four directions. The islands themselves need goods and supplies brought to them while they produce very little to be taken away. Of the few things that these islands produce, black pearls, coconuts, and vanilla, they are the primary exports, while tourism far and away is the cornerstone of the Polynesian economy, making up 80% of it. French Polynesia has about 300,000 inhabitants, which are actually citizens of France. The official language is French. They receive about 300,000 tourists each year, which number below my expectations. The near one-to-one ratio of native Polynesians to tourists suggests that the income from tourism alone would not support a high standard of living. France does subsidize its Polynesian territory by about $2 billion a year, which is 30% of its GDP. Polynesia is seen as a remote, idyllic paradise, but is so isolated and expensive to get to and stay there that few go. One great misconception that I carried with me to Tahiti was quickly dispelled in that the weather and climate was pleasant. Polynesia is hotter than Hawaii. It is humidity, which can make conditions in Tahiti oppressive. I was actually looking forward to cool temperatures in Iowa. They are not well air-conditioned. While the temperature in the South Pacific is just a few degrees higher, the real difference is high humidity. I was drenched in sweat just getting through customs at the airport at Papiete, Tahiti. The climate in Polynesia was best described to me as being in a sauna under palm trees. Now I know why in classic movies that the native Polynesians wore little clothing and why G.I.s in films were shirtless. It took more than one shower and more than one dry shirt to be comfortable throughout the day. To balance off the heat, the islands are most stunningly beautiful. We visited six of the islands on our cruise, and my favorite is Bora Bora. The U.S. military built a naval base, airfield, roads, and facilities on Bora Bora during World War II. The war never came there, maybe because that we had secured it. We let the French keep it. I saw no sign of Chinese presence there today. That suggests that they think that it holds little strategic or economic value. 
One export that comes almost exclusively from Polynesia that cannot be produced in the same quality elsewhere are the black pearls. They have the right kind of oysters which thrive in the blue lagoons with the perfect water temperatures without pollution. There are lots of pearls in the world, but very few of these can compete with the quality of Polynesian pearls. Even then, just 5% of the pearls that they culture there grade exceptional. I thought the $3,000 per rare pearl was a bit spendy. Almost all who saw these pearls were impressed with their quality, but after seeing the price, we came home pearless. There are other commodities that I would rather invest in. Islanders talked about their trade winds in La Nina. They said that they had been experiencing a major three-year drought period during the La Nina and were looking forward to its demise as are we. We need to be careful as to what we wish for, however, because weather is ever more swinging from extreme to extreme. They said that they just received some favorable rains so were optimistic La Nina ended. The Enzo SOI is the pressure measured between Tahiti and Darwin. The trade wind had been pushing warm water west, cooling the equatorial Pacific. As the trade winds now reverse, warmer water returns and raises the possibility for El Nino. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.